Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Okay, if you are able, please rise for the reading of the scripture this morning, which comes from the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. And of course, it has to do with seeds and growth. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it. While all the people stood on the shore, then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no roots. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seeds fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Continuing on with the book of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 18 through 23. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word But the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfaithful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. 
Well, good morning, Journey of Hope. It is so nice to know that you are, that you're worshiping together. Well, good morning, Journey of Hope. Uh, uh, And trust that as you are are hearing this message, I am somewhere on I-90 between Connecticut and Ohio, where God only knows. (laughs) Although you might be able to check up on me, now that I think about this in the chat. I should be worshiping online with you this morning, and so maybe, just maybe, I'll give you a mile marker or two or some other delineation so that you may know precisely where I am this morning. I pray that the service has already been uplifting for you and that you have heard God speak uh, through the hymns, through the prayers, through the pre-service conversations. I especially love the, uh, the women's choir anthem of simple gifts uh, because it's a message for all of us to enjoy the, the simple things in life. Of course, when it comes to simple, Jesus' parables might seem like they are simple, but, but they are far from it. And so today, uh, we have one of those parables. And while preparing for this message, I, I realized something. You see, I realized that, that this is probably one of the most well-known parables of Jesus. But yet, I'm not sure that I've ever preached on it. I mean, I'm sure I've mentioned it a few times, but, but never had a worship service that was fully devoted to it. Uh, and so let's see what Jesus has to say today about about seeds, about planting, about harvesting, and about this life of divine dirt. So will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, God, I thank you for today. I thank you for a message that you have, uh, that you have provided for your people. So God, I ask that, that the words that I speak would no longer be my own, but that they would be your words, your words for your people. Amen. You see, there was this pastor who decided that, uh, that at one point he just needed a haircut. And since he knew he was new to town, he looked for a barber uh, and found one close to his house, actually. Uh, as usual during these appointments, the topics would float all over the place, but the topic of work came up. And he was asked what he did for a living, and he replied that he was a pastor. He mentioned that he was going to be performing a, a funeral a little later on that day, which is, which is certainly why he needed a haircut at that particular time. Well, the the woman cutting his hair mentioned that she was once asked to cut the hair of a dead person for $150, but she said she wouldn't do it. When asked, she replied, I don't like to touch the dead. I'm, I'm afraid they'll sit up. Without missing a beat, the pastor said, I know one who did. Ugh, are you kidding, she said. No, I'm not, he replied. He then told her about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when his haircut was finished, the woman asked the the pastor if he was going to continue to come in for his haircuts. Sure, I'll come back. Good, she replied. I want to hear more. You see, planting seeds and witnessing to your faith doesn't have to be hard. Sometimes it comes out naturally in our everyday conversations. Of course, when we... When we think about the parable of the sower, our minds turn to the focus of the story, which is is the one who is doing the planting. At least that's what many of our Bibles will say in the subheading of this particular section, which is the parable of the sower. Well, today I want to share with you uh, about two different areas of focus in this parable. Let's say that the two are hearers and preachers. Or maybe it's the ones who receive the message and those who are sharing the message. What message, you ask? The gospel message. 
the good news, the love that God has for all of humanity. And so first, let's look at the ones who are sharing the message. Many commentaries will name these as preachers, but I'm, but I'm not sure I completely agree with that. Although, I can be persuaded if we think about a different passage. 1 Peter 2 verse 9, which says this, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praise of God who called you out of darkness and into God's wonderful light. This means that we are all priests. We are all called to be bearers of the light of Christ. We are all called to share the good news that that we have come to know and love. And if this is the case, then I can fully get behind hearers and preachers. But what can we glean from this parable for those who, who share the message in this? The harvest is coming. There will be a day when we will all stand before God and account for our lives. Since we know this to be the case, we need to be about the work of spreading seeds. Planting in all areas of our life. We do this through our words and our actions. Maybe you remember that phrase that's attributed to St. Francis of Assisi. Preach the gospel at all times. And when necessary, use words. Sure, Not all the seeds that we plant in our lives will bear fruit, but does that mean that that we stop planting? Not at all. We keep planting. We keep sharing the love of God with all of those that we come in contact with. We share that love, that inclusive, welcoming, unconditional love. Two things to remember as you share your witness and God's love with others. First, we really don't know how the message will be received. We have no idea of what type of soil we are facing with those around us. It it could be rocky, thorn-infested, and shallow, or it could be divine, deep, and rich soil. This may be hard to understand, but we can't control the soil in others. We don't have any control over where they are in life, but God can. This is why we continue to plant. Second, Don't look for quick results. This will probably be the hardest to grasp, especially in our society where it seems like everything is about instant gratification. It's easy to, uh, it used to be easy to talk about fast food and drive-through lanes. We want our food and we want it now. I would find it hard to wait for the uh, drip coffee to finish. And then, of course, I bought a uh, Hamilton Beach coffee maker that would stop the flow if I pulled the decanter out. For the first cup of coffee. By the way, if you only let a little come out and take the first fruits of the pot of coffee, it is much stronger. But I'm sure you already knew that. (laughs) But now we can order on Amazon Prime and receive our items sometimes the very same day. We want things and we want them now. We want to see results and we want to see them immediately. And if we don't, then we deem it a failure. Maybe we feel the same way about sharing the good news with others. If they don't accept our words and accept Jesus uh, in that moment, we feel like we failed. But remember, growth takes time. You see, we may plant and water, but God is the one who makes things grow. Be patient. Be kind. Be encouraging. 
be present and always available for, for people to ask questions and have deeper conversations about faith and belief in God. Now, now there's another half to this story which focuses on the soil in which the seed is planted. We might be tempted to, to see this as the soil of those in whom we share the message with. But I wonder, I wonder if you would look at, at this part a little closer to home. Let's think about what kind of soil is in our lives. What kind of dirt are you working with? Is the soil in your life beaten down, packed hard, almost impenetrable? Is it just a covering over some stones? Maybe your, maybe your soil is a rich bed of nutrients, ready to accept seeds, eager to allow growth. What kind of soil are you working with in your life? In, the, in our parable, there are four different soil types. And maybe we've had each one of these soil types in our life. Uh, the type of soil seems to change, actually, depending on some of our life circumstances. You probably understand this. But let's look at the different types and reflect on what dirt we are and what, are, what dirt we are dealing with. You see, the first type that Jesus mentions in this story is, is the path. You can imagine what happens to dirt after years of foot traffic and all of the air and the nutrients get stomped out of it and the soil becomes this hard, concrete-like surface, impenetrable by most. If your soil is like this, then, then most likely you are a little close-minded, unable to accept other points of view, or maybe unwilling to listen to another opinion because, because you've already formed your own. And no one will ever change your mind. People with this kind of dirt in their life are, are pretty set in their ways. They love long-standing traditions and want things just the way they've always been. They find it difficult to manage any kind of change in their life. Is that the kind of dirt that you have? Well, the next is uh, described as a rocky place with very little soil on top of the rocks. These lead to a, a thin layer of dirt, not allowing for much growth as there is little room for roots to grow. Many times with this kind of dirt, we find people with, with no staying power. They tend to be influenced by, by everything around them, not really having a, a good root system Sure, they may get really excited about something and they, and they jump all in, in in the newest fad or cause only to fade away just as fast. Everything in their life is surface level. No depth in conversations or, or relationships. Maybe that's yours. Well, the third type is... Uh, it's getting a little, getting closer to that good dirt. We know this because there are other things growing in that space already. Jesus mentions thorns. The thorns choke out the seeds that are planted. Now, if you have this soil, I, soil, I would describe your life this way. Uh, you're far too busy. There is so much going on around you that you can't focus on the important things. So much is demanding your attention that you don't have time to listen for God's voice in the midst of the weeds and the thorns in your life. There is a lack of focus and attention which limits your relationship with others and with your creator. Maybe that's your soil. 
But then Jesus gives us a description of divine dirt. This is the fertile soil where a good crop grows. Jesus tells us that the crop is 160 or 30 times what is sown. This is where life flourishes. This is where we live that Christ-like life. If we are living with divine dirt, then we are open-minded. We are willing to listen to others. And by listening, I don't mean listening to respond, but listening to understand. We become willing to learn. After all, maybe we don't know it all, right? With divine dirt in our lives, we are able to be transformed. We can find peace in the midst of diverse thoughts. We can find understanding and common ground with those that we disagree with. If you didn't catch our sign out by the road a couple of weeks ago, it read, to disagree and still hold hands is a gift. It truly is a gift. That is indwelling the divine dirt. And so what kind of dirt do you have in your life? What kind of dirt are you working with? What kind of dirt is is God planting seeds in in your life? Is it the hard path? Is it the, the shallow soil covering rocks? Is it the thorny ground where there's too much other stuff vying for your attention? Or is the dirt that you have divine dirt? Is it that dirt that, that has all the nutrients and, and allows so many things to grow? Is God working in your life in that divine dirt? And if it's not, if it's one of those first three, what can you do to make that change? What can you do to fertilize your soil, to loosen it up and get it ready to accept the seeds that God is planting? Will you pray with me? Almighty and loving God, God, we hear the story about soil and about dirt and about planting seeds. And God, we know that we are called to go out and share the good news with so many people. And so God, I ask for your encouragement to do that for the wisdom of who to talk to and how to talk to them, whether that's even through words or just actions. Help us to share your good news and help us to share your agape love with those around us. But then also, God, as we look inward, help us to maintain that divine dirt. Help us to maintain that soil that is rich with nutrients that allows the seeds that you are planting in us to grow and to flourish as we grow in our faith and our understanding and our belief in you. God, thank you for this message. God, thank you for Journey of Hope. Thank you for all of us here today and all of us worshiping all over the place. God, we lift all this praise to you. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, amen. Now as we get ready to leave this place, what kind of soil do you have? I know myself, years ago, I was lost and wandering, and I was very much like that rocky soil with not much nutrient underneath and lost and wandering around. And I realized that it was my own heart that I wasn't truly opening to God to be able to hear his word, to be able to cultivate that soil, to be able to try to start building me. So now as you go across the hall, to continue with our fellowship, to begin to build those relationships. We have a lot of friends here that we may not know. So I urge you to pick someone out 
Find someone that you do not know. Invite them to sit down and discuss with them what kind of soil do you guys have and how can we help nurture our soil to that divine soil together for God's grace and glory. Amen.